Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a bi-weekly podcast that covers everything in the world of video games, TCG, tabletop, and more. Here's your host, Tony14. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony14, and joining me this week... We have a returning guest who I surprisingly got to meet at TwitchCon. Uh, was not planned. I actually didn't know he was even going to be there until like, <laughs> so we, like we, I saw a tweet and I'm like, yo, holy moly, he's here. It's Zin Spanish. Zin is hello, back. Hello, hello, everybody. How are we all doing today? TwitchCon, I, yeah, TwitchCon was neat. It was fun. It was I would fun. say this guy, like I, I went in for a hug immediately when I saw this guy. And I got to ask, what kind of detergent do you use? Because your clothes smelled amazing that day. Whoops. Smack my own mic. Uh, what what's the Canadian? It's not Tide. It's <laughs> yeah, because like we don't use Tide because my brother is allergic to something in Tide, so we never use Tide. I think it was like I think it's Downy that we use. Oh, okay. I, I think you, you smelled fresh. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> that and I was uh, smacked up with some deodorant because you don't want to be <laughs> stinky at these oh, events. Oh yeah, like those, those crowds. And I, I will admit, one or two people there, I couldn't pinpoint who it was, but. <laughs> when you're in a crowd and you're smelly, people are going to notice. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, how was your TwitchCon experience? Like, what what, what did you uh, get to do and see at TwitchCon? Uh, mostly I was there for, like, the panels and such, learning, you know, all the, all the like, uh, I, I wouldn't know who worked to use here. I, I went to, do, to the panels about, like, growing the channels and all that stuff. It was very, very informative. I would recommend it to anybody who wants to, like, grow their channels, learn what they want to learn, all that stuff. It's it's a good it's a good experience and it's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of people. You do a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, networking. Uh, networking. Yeah, yes, I yes, didn't yes, do yes. it. I didn't. I didn't go to any of them. Uh, mostly because like with where I'm at with Twitch, it's like I know what I need to do and I need to get my consistency up because that's my big thing. Is like I am not consistent with it. I understand that. And especially now, uh, but it's, uh, as people, if you've been on my Twitch channel recently, I really, I've only been able to stream like every Friday and Saturday of the past, like three months because of my actual job, uh, putting me on early, early mornings. So I've Ugh. been very tired to say the least to try to do <laughs> afternoon streams. And it's like, I just want to play games and then go sleep. So, uh, that's coming to a close come March. So nice. streams will be back to a bit more of what they were before trying to get to a better consistency. So look forward to that on my side, at least. All right. Three clash for that. Yeah. Uh, but since you're back here, Zid, we do have a brand new opening segment uh, before we get to our headline of the week. And that is hot takes where you give us your hottest video game take. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Oh, well, oh, no. <laughs> the internet's either going to love you or hate you after this. Okay. Okay. Okay, I got to think of it a little bit, but I got it. Okay. Movie licensed games are not that bad. When I first got my Xbox 360 back in the day, I got the King Kong video game and I absolutely loved it. The the Peter Jackson King Kong yes. game? Oh and wow. I loved it, okay? Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. It was fine. It was good even. You know, I've played a little bit of it on my GameCube because I, I do have it on my shelf right beside me. <laughs> you know, it's and from what I played. Now, granted, I didn't play a whole lot. Like I maybe encountered like maybe uh, the first batch of enemies. I didn't play it for a long time. It's it wasn't awful from what I played, from what I remember. 
But again, I didn't play much of it. A little bit of a lukewarm take, I'll admit, but I, I'm not ready for the for the hostility yet. <laughs> no, but no, it's a valid opinion. Like there's some, there are some gems from the movie licensed games. Like, I mean, best example for me is the SpongeBob SquarePants movie game. That's a great game. Uh, that even now, granted, it was uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom engine, and it was basically a sequel a, a sequel to Battle for Bikini Bottom in a sense, but it's still a really good game. It's really not I'm, not, I'm not limiting this to, to movies either. A lot of licensed games are pretty dang good. I still remember as a kid, on my Sega Genesis, I had a Power Rangers like fighting game that I just, I played that every day and every night. It was so fun for me. It was, it's just, oh, memories, nice. nostalgia. Love to see that. Uh, well, with that, uh, we can now move on to our headline of the week. And oh boy, stuff has happened. Uh, you might think, oh, he's going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. Actually, no. Uh, we'll be tackling the Direct a little later. Uh, the headline of the week is Xbox's big uh, business Direct state of thing. They announced their big thing announcing, hey, you know, we want gamers to game. So we are taking four games that used to be exclusives for us. And we're making them no longer exclusive to Xbox. Which is huge and kind of a nice thing. Um, now, granted, two of these games absolutely make sense for them to not be just Xbox exclusives. It feels I know like which ones you're gonna say. I know which ones you're gonna say. Uh, and then two of one of them is very surprising. That it's like, oh, okay, that's actually a big move for Xbox. Good for you. And the other one, uh, take it or leave it. Yeah, uh, the, I, the I know two, exactly which ones. <laughs> so the one I'll say is take it or leave it is grounded. Really? Uh, the, okay, I was wrong. Yeah, grounded. I'll say is the take it or leave it. That one being an exclusive, or that one being exclusive or not. I feel like it's a good game, like for multiplayer. I, you, 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 we, we had it on PC. And I feel like that, like that, there is fine enough. Uh, grounded is coming to the Switch and PlayStation. All the games are going to be on PlayStation. Only two of them are going to be on Switch, as it was shown. As they gave out more details, and also the Nintendo Direct did cover that as well. Uh, the other one that's going to the Switch is Pentiment, which makes sense. I didn't know about this. This is like the only game on the list. I'm like, I have never heard of this game. So sure, but that's fine. Um, and the other game that's uh, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense for it to be on everything. It's not on the Switch, sadly. It's Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, Absolutely. Probably my game of the year last year, honestly. It was close. It was in my top 10. You're, you're right. My, you're right. I'm sorry, because... Baldur's Gate 3 was last year, so no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I never played Baldur's Gate 3. And oh. probably, I, I, if, 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 it, if the topic comes up again for Baldur's Gate 3, I'll explain why. But like, <laughs> regardless, Hi-Fi Rush, I'm, I'm tempted to go play that game on PlayStation again and maybe try to platinum it. So, like, I'm excited that Hi-Fi Rush is not just an exclusive anymore. It gives me it gives me a reason to play the game again because it is just a great game. Oh, it's so good. It is, it is such so a good, good game. Uh, and lastly, Sea of Thieves is the one that I—that's I, the one that genuinely surprised me, uh, specifically with Xbox and Rare's agreement. That's like, oh wow, holy shit, a Rare game that's going to be on PlayStation. That's that never been shot. heard of. That's huge, actually. So Sea of Thieves, and it, it makes sense though. Like, especially, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but it's also like, wow, <laughs> it's yeah, it's game. The better oh. pirate. I, I I feel like they did this like, hey, Skull and Bones comes out is out. It's not doing good. 
Let's give let's them the good. You gotta take advantage. Let's let's give them the good pirate game, and so they are. <laughs> I didn't wow. play much of Sea of Thieves, but I played a little bit with my 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 brother actually. And the very first island we ended up on, somebody showed up, stole our ship, and left us there. Wow, that's hilarious. That, that's our experience with Sea of Thieves, and I, I am saying that is a good thing. That is a pirate game right there. That is yeah. pirate through and through. It is pirate through and through. Uh, but those are the four games that Xbox announced, and they're probably going to do more down the line, from what I understand. They want it like they're still going to have their exclusives, right. but I, I feel like Xbox is going to maybe do what Nintendo does and make it a. With a oh yeah, this is going to be a limited time console exclusive, uh, it where it's sense. like we get it first, but then you guys will get it. Right, and then you know, I guess it kind of tempers what the rumors were. Because remember, the rumors were just like, oh, Xbox is going to stop. You know, they're going to stop making consoles. They're going to go third party developer, and then it turns out it was just this. Yeah, it's just so, this, which is which is absolutely people mm-hmm. are overreacting, and look, they, oh, always they always do. do. They always. It's not surprising. Uh, Xbox is still going to make consoles, even though like the Series X and S were have been like compared to the Switch and the PS5 underperformed. Underperformed like, just at the same sales. time, like compared to the Switch, everybody's underperforming. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's uh, that was the headline of the week. The big thing about Xbox, and maybe more will come through down the line. Who knows? We'll only have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, really happy to see Hi-Fi Rush getting a bigger audience. Yes. I love that oh, game. Fuck. I love yeah. that game. So if it, of these four games, I would, of if you want to play one of them, if you, if you're a PlayStation exclusive homie, go play Hi-Fi Rush. Oh. Just play Hi-Fi Rush. And <clears throat> it is one of the best things that the evil within developers fucking gave us ever. Of all, of all, of all the da- the, 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 the evil like, within people. I can't remember the exact studio name off the top of my head. They're the ones Tango, who did this. Tango Softworks. Tango Softworks. Yeah, they're the ones who did this. Go play Hi-Fi Rush. It is they fantastic. They put evil within references in the game, like as Easter yeah. eggs. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. Go, just go go play it. Go play it. Uh, with that, <laughs> with that, uh, we can now dive in. So everything else that happened these past two weeks, let's dive into the Week in Review. Recapping the major stories of video games and the world of tabletop, looking over recent releases and reports from the Game Lounge crew, it's the Week in Review. Uh, Starting off with some of the major games that came out, uh, Banishers Ghosts of New Eden uh, released to a positively warm... um, What's reviews and everything? Like it's doing pretty well. It's actually people. A lot of people were like very much on the fence about this game, but it did pretty well, which is good. Uh, Lisfanga, the Time Shift Warrior, released. Which, if you're into roguelikes, uh, this is a great roguelike for you. Tomb Raider one through three remastered. Skull and Bones <laughs> sank. <laughs> Mario vs. Donkey Kong released on the Switch. Uh, that remake. Uh, and Nightingale also entered early access, uh, which I've been playing a little bit of Nightingale. It's fun. I know a lot of people who've been playing Nightingale. I haven't touched it myself, but I know a lot of people it's who are into fun. it. It's fun. It is. <clears throat> uh, my friends described it. If you liked Valheim, you'll definitely like Nightingale. That, yeah, that's what I've seen. From what I've seen, yeah, it's very Valheim. Very, very Valheim. And uh, I'm liking it. Like, the fucking portal system is cool. Uh, now you're thinking with portals. Yeah, now you're thinking with portals. Uh, house building seems pretty neat. I haven't built my house yet. I've kind of just been just crafting shit and just exploring. Exploration is really uh, encouraged in this game, and I love that. It's like super, 
super sick and gorgeous. Uh, the big thing, the, the oddest thing about Nightingale is if you have not updated your drivers at all, you will have to update your drivers to even play the game. So that is that is the only thing I was like, oh, interesting, but okay. Uh, and now sure. I have, and now Final Fantasy XIV looks better than ever. So, you so know what? It, it was not a mistake. To, it wasn't to a mistake to update my drivers. I'm like, I probably needed to anyway, but I'm like, okay, because it's been like, what, four years since I've had my PC now, so I think that's a good time to update them finally. <laughs> yeah, just looking over the list, I am amazed Skull and Bones did so bad. Not because it's, uh, I think it's a 11, good game or anything. 11, I'm not, not going to make that, that pretense. I'm 11 just saying, years in development with how many of those actually not done working on the game because Ubisoft Ubisoft probably would have just canceled the game if they hadn't gotten into an agreement with what who was it Singapore or something like I that don't remember. for funds it, it's it is a game that should have just been canceled scrapped and probably worked on from the ground up again maybe it's just i a concept you know it, it made so much sense oh black flag but just the fun parts and yeah. yes, I wanted that, and then here we are. And here we are with the. Uh, uh, yeah, Ubisoft. <laughs> that's, Ubisoft. That's a review right there, guys. Yeah. I think Ubisoft should just stick to a, being a Nintendo partner and just give us the next Mario Rabbids game because that seems to be <laughs> the only good games they've put out in the past while. Well, I I mean the the new Prince of Persia game was actually pretty fun. Oh yeah, okay. I forgot about the I forgot they did the Prince of Persia game. I I. I, I haven't played it. It's ba I haven't really played a Prince of Persia game to begin with, though, so it's like, I can't really, you know, put my five cents into that that pot yet. Fair enough, but if you ever get a chance to play the OG Prince of Persia Sands of Time, I would recommend it. That, that is one of my, like, Spanish high school games, you know? Uh, into the news department, starting off with the biggest news that happened this week is the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, meaning no Nintendo titles were shown just the the partners of Nintendo, people putting games on Nintendo. Uh, starting off, they showed off Grounded, gave it the release date of April 16th, so that's when you'll be able to play it on both Switch and PlayStation. Uh, Ender Magnolia, Bloom in the Mist, which looks like a Metroidvania-type game. I will I'm get that to you, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the vibe I got from it. Uh, a Ranger, a role-playing puzzle adventure. Interesting concept for a game. It's a puzzle adventure game. Looks neat. Uh, Unicorn Overlord uh, got another trailer and uh, a release date of March 8th. The demo is out now as well for you to play. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories, the first one that was on the 3DS, is getting remastered and voice acted because it didn't have voice acting in the original and put on the Switch, which makes sense because the second one is a Switch me. exclusive. That announcement surprised me. It's nice, but it, make, it, it, it makes sense because the second one's been on the Switch for how long now? As an exclusive, I'm pretty sure as yeah, well. Yeah, good. And good so having while. having the first one on there too, just it's just good. I like that. Good job, Capcom. Uh, probably the biggest surprise to, that no one was expecting: Disney's Epic Mickey rebrushed. Nobody expected it. Can, can, can I ask an honest question here? Did Did anybody ask for it? No, but I'm glad we're getting it. Fair enough. Epic Mickey is a great, just like, I, I feel like Hidden Gem on the Wii. Um, just because of like, it's so cool to see this game 
uh, coming back for the Switch. And not just the Switch. This game is coming out for everything when it does release. Uh, it's just It was just announced for the Nintendo Direct. It's coming out on everything. Uh, we don't know the exact release date yet, but in the trailer, on a calendar, it said March 25th. So I feel like it might be out March 25th, or we'll see more on March 25th. We'll know more by that point for sure, so. Yeah. Uh, then Shin Megami Tensei 5 Vengeance. Woo! This is essentially the definitive edition of Shin Megami Tensei 5. That releases on June 21st for everything. It's not going to be a Switch exclusive anymore. PlayStation, Xbox, PC, you'll be able to play it everywhere. Persona fans rejoice. Persona fans rejoice because this is the hard game. Like this is the game. This is this is the hard one. So rejoice or maybe don't rejoice. It depends on how you feel about the SMT games. Uh, and then in another surprise that I am absolutely stoked for, oh, yeah. Star oh, yeah. Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. They did it. They're bringing four player multiplayer maps. <laughs> and it's not a Switch exclusive. They just announced it at the Nintendo Direct. It's going to be on everything, baby. Steam. Oh. PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, March 14th, the Classic Collection, both the original Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2 games in a combo. Oh, with online multiplayer. Oh, oh baby. Oh, oh. oh I need a second here. Oh. Like this was like this and Epic Mickey made the direct. Those two games alone made this direct incredible. And they're, the fact that they're both not exclusives made it even better. Uh, we then got another. We got another uh, trailer for Stealth Park Snow Day, which comes out March twenty six. Uh, a trailer for Sword Art Online: Fractured Daydream, because of course it's going to be another Sword Art Online game. Guns and Breaker four, and then another hype announcement: Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. This is a Switch exclusive, however, that comes out June twenty fifth, and this is a brand new Monkey Ball game. So I'm excited. I'll pick that up on the Switch and play it on the Switch. I love Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. You see the reference. I like. I'm a big Yakuza guy, so you always see Monkey Ball references, and it kind of gets into your brain a little bit. Like, oh, Monkey Ball, Monkey Ball, Monkey Ball. Exactly, and the and the fact that they had Kiryu in the last one as well. Oh, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they put Kiryu in the ball. <laughs> uh, World of Goo Two uh, has a release date of May 23rd. We got another trailer for Fantasy Life I, the girl who steals time, which is now October 10th. I can't remember if. I believe this game was supposed to come out like early this year, so I think this is a this was like, hey, we need more time. I think I don't fully know, but we we've seen this game for a while, and I'm like, oh, it's now October 10th, wasn't it? Like much earlier, but I can't remember. So that's oh, October we 10th. Anything more time in the oven is never a bad thing. True. Uh, and then we got a release date for another Crab's Treasure. This is the Crab Soul like game. We've known about this game for a while now. Um, but now it's got an official release date of April 25th, which is super awesome. Uh, and then we have a bunch of games that are out now, but before we get to that, Pepper Grinder was shown off, and that has a release date of March 28th. And then we got three games that are out right now. Right Starting now. off, Penny's Big Breakaway. This is done by the people who gave you Sonic Mania. That fan team that Sega uh, commissioned for Sonic Mania, th this is them. This is their next game. This is huge. Go play the game. If you liked Sonic Mania, play Penny's Big Breakaway. This is a this game looks incredible. 
for both the casual and incredible for speedrunners. So if you're a speedrunner who wants to get into a new game, pick up Penny's Big Breakaway. This game looks incredible. I'll be playing it eventually because I still have two massive RPGs to play through. That backlog, though. That backlog. Yeah. Uh, and then streamers uh, have new content coming out because Suica Game got multiplayer DLC and down the line we'll be getting online multiplayer as well, which is paid DLC too. So it's like, oh, okay. But then again, the game is like two bucks. So like download the game, download the DLC. It's probably be like if ten, maybe 10 bucks, maybe 10 bucks. So Suica Game multiplayer DLC, and Pocket Card Jockey Ride On, which, what if we combined horse racing with Solitaire? I have no response <laughs> to that. I don't know how yeah, to no. respond to that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that, that's basically that game. Uh, then they had two announcements left. Uh, five rare games, like Rare the Publisher, are coming to Nintendo Switch Online, including Battletoads and Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah, Killer Instinct. That's the one that's making me happy. And la the last announcement, uh, getting a sequel. The original, the Wii game, Endless Ocean, is getting a sequel with Endless Ocean Luminous, which releases May 2nd. Uh, but you will not be playing this game if you have Thalassophobia, because uh, open water, diving, sharks, dinosaurs, darkness, all that stuff. Thalassophobia. Go play Subnautica and, and tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> Uh, and that was the Nintendo Direct. It was a solid Direct, nonetheless. Uh, but Shimigami fans uh, might have gotten outshadowed as Elden Ring Shadow oh. of the Erd Tree DLC. Oh. The trailer uh -oh. finally dropped and a release date of June 21st as well. Oh, I'm picking my mic out of excitement here. Oh, And uh, a uh, a $40 price tag. Worth it. Worth it. I Worth mean, it. Yeah, people are going to get it regardless. People are already buying the uh, Collector's Edition. Which looks yeah. really neat. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not oh, one of yeah. collector's editions, but I saw the statue. And I, I was tempted. I didn't do it, but I was tempted. <laughs> but yeah, they finally got it. The Elder Ring fans are super happy about it. I'm happy that you guys finally got it. So congrats for waiting so long for what looks to be a pretty good payout uh, come June. And then uh, Nintendo made Twitter angry that we started tweeting at Reggie. Oh. Because Mother 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch Online Ooh. in Japan only. Oh. And the world is set ablaze, and Reggie's like, I can't do anything for you guys anymore. I don't work there. Guys. I don't work there. It's, it's like, Reggie, why? Just go negotiate, please. You said you something. would bring it to America. <laughs> But alas, but maybe it maybe it means that it'll come to America soon. Maybe who knows? One day, one day we'll get Mother Three. Uh, in mod news, Larian Studios—they're working on cross-platform a uh, cross-platform plan for mod support in uh, Baldur's Gate Three to bring mods to the console versions of the games. Yeah, it's gonna work. I hope that works out well because um. Mod support on PC is not that great, so I hope that means they're gonna work on that too. Like, yeah, it's it's, it it's, gonna, it's for everything. Lot. It's gonna be for everything with the mod support, which is super nice to see that they're uh, being supportive of their modding community. And cross-platform that's always a great thing. I, I I always enjoy cross-platform for any game because bigger audiences working together is only is only a net positive. Exactly. Uh, Project L, the League of Legends fighting game. Well, we now have its proper uh title. 
and it's weird. It's called Two uh, X KO. I don't you know like why the, they did it. No, I don't. I, I don't because it's always going to be on top of the list whenever you're searching for fighting games. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> that's so I, it's stupid. Not, it's not, I don't know if that's true. It's it's just a joke that's been going around. Oh God, that, that's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, and, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. League, how I, so feel I know there's about a it. reference or uh, I haven't played. I used to play League. I used to play a lot of League, but now play other stuff. But I, I I wonder if that's a reference to something. If it is, ick. I don't like League. <laughs> this game is ick. Uh, but what is it, ick? Peacemaker has made his way into Mortal Kombat One. That was such a fun trailer to watch. That was such a fun trailer. Is that John Cena proper? The voice? It might be. I don't actually know. I don't know. I, I'll have to look it up. But it sounded so much like him. I had to wonder. In some uh, re-release news, limited run games in Konami, they're re- re-releasing Ninja 5.0 for the Switch and Playstations. You can pre-order them uh, between March 3rd and 10th to get a physical copy of this really old game to be able to play it again. Yeah, without spend, without spending $700. At least. At least. In games that I thought were dead, but apparently not because they're making a, a spinoff game, Temtem, which you're like, huh, that sounds familiar. Well, this was the game that was good, that <laughs> the internet called, oh, it's going to be the Pokemon killer. It's going to kill Pokemon. Whoa. But it then released and it flopped harder than a pancake. Uh... Because it wasn't good. Uh, it's getting a bullet heaven spinoff uh, called Temtem Swarm. Uh, so it play, it's basically a vampire survivor with a Temtem skin on it. Oh, well, they're pivoting. So they're at least trying to save their own franchise. I want this game to flop. Fuck Temtem. <laughs> but speaking of Pokemon... But speaking of, speaking of Pokemon... Uh, Pokemon presents February 27th. Uh, that's Pokemon Day as well. Uh, people are yeah. expecting Pokemon Black and White remakes. People are expect. People are putting in their speculations for what we might see. I mean, I got my own. What What do you think we're gonna see? Okay, okay, you're gonna have to bear with me a little bit here because when they put out the announcement trailer, there was music in the background. I recognized that music instantly. It was gym battle music from Pokemon Gold and Silver. What I'm hoping, what I'm praying for, and I, I, I doubt I'm going to get any anything for this. I doubt my faith is going to be rewarded. But what I want is the next Pokemon Legends game, and I want it to be Johto region. That's what I want more than anything right now, as far as Pokemon's concerned. And when I heard that gym battle music, because I rec- Gold and Silver is my favorite, so I recognized that music instantly. I was like, oh my god, tell me it's something with Gold and Silver. Please tell me it's Gold and Silver. And I gave myself hope, and that might be the wrong thing to do. I think, for me personally, I think at most, what we, what we may see, my predictions, um, if we get anything gold and silver, it's either going to be Legends Johto, or it's going to be Let's Go. People, people, for people, people are guessing what the Let's Go for Johto would be. It's either going to be called Let's Go Johto, or Let's Go Wooper and Let's Go Togepi. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like they'll just go with Johto, because then you can, and then just let you pick the starter normally. And just do whatever what, you want. Like, and then just do that with it. I, I don't know how they would do the let's go for a Johto. Like, with Pikachu and Eevee, it's fine. Because, like, yeah, those are, like, your fourth and fifth starters. So it makes sense. Johto doesn't really have that. Like, sure, Wooper and Togepi are p- fan favorites. But it's, like, uh, compared to everything else, 
eh. <laughs> uh, black and white remakes, I think it, we po- is a good chance because people, it's it, of the remakes, remasters, or uh, like getting put up to a n- next gen current, it, Gen 5 is next. And if anything regarding Gen 10, we might see the starters or like, and then now we're saying like, yeah, it's in the works. It, we, we have the idea. Don't worry. One thing that a lot of people are predicting is um, Pokemon games on Nintendo Switch Online. That would be that would be cool. I think they might do that, considering they put red, blue, and yellow onto the 3DS. I feel like they would probably give us those ones for the Game Boy. Maybe gold and silver for the Game Boy as well. Something. Who knows? That would be cool. Uh, because if they did that, though, they would all they would need to make like. You would hope that they would make it like transferable into Pokemon Home some way. It would be nice. I mean, even back in the day, when you could do the uh, what was it, the time machine, so you can transfer. All yeah, Pokemon like from- so, it's a whole ass thing. It was like you had to you had to basically trade up from each game, with the earliest being uh, Ruby Sapphire because you could, Gen One and Two Pokemon were locked on that hardware. So Ruby Sapphire, you would then trade up. Not trade up. You would then insert to into Pal Park into Diamond Pearl or Platinum, and then you would use whatever Black and White had to get them into Black and White, and then you had to use Pokemon Bank to get them into to either stay in the Pokemon Bank or to get them into Gen Six or Seven or into Home, which would then get them into current games. It was yeah, a process. That is, that is a process. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. In Sonic news, Sonic Superstars, they released a Shadow costume for Sonic instead of just giving us Shadow as a playable character in Sonic Superstars. People just want to skate around as, as Shadow. Just give it to him. Yeah, Jeez. just give it to him. Uh, the Borderlands movie got its first trailer. Uh, Krieg looks good. Krieg looks good. Claptrap looks good. Uh, I think Jack Black as Claptrap will probably be the best part of the movie with how he gave us Bowser. That I is think, true. I, I, I think if there's anybody we can trust. Despite Claptrap not being a liked character, I think we're going to like Claptrap in the movie. I just hope it's not like the game where he kind of overstayed his welcome a little bit after a while. Well, I think he's going to be, he's a main focus in this movie as well. So oh, yeah. I think it's oh, going yeah. to be like that. Uh, in some mod news, modders for Persona 3 Reload are working on a FemC mod so you can play as the female protagonist uh, in the game. Which is super cool. It's yeah, I'm surprised uh, they didn't just have that in the base game. I mean, they had it in the. I mean, they we we were like, oh, are they going to put it as DLC? And then Atlas said, yeah, no, we're going to give you the answer as DLC, but we're not going to give you FEMC. It's so, so weird that they didn't do it. Big Sag. Uh, in mo- other mod news, the mega ambitious Fallout Four mod Fallout London. Well, they have a release date set for April 23rd, and signing up for the project of who you'll be able to hear. It is a Starian voice actor, Neil Newborn. Game Awards winner right there. Game Awards winner, uh, vampire who people have, who people enjoy. Uh, he'll be lending his enjoy, voice to Fallout London. <laughs> take that how you want. Uh, <laughs> and you're probably right to take it the way you're taking it. Oh, boy. In... <laughs> uh, DLC news, the Power Wash Simulator Warhammer 40k DLC that we've known about for a long while has a release date of February 24th, 27th, February 27th, 
And lastly, the creator of Hello Neighbor is making a Home Alone-inspired PvP heist game, and you can sign up to test it on Steam right now. It's called RBO. Yeah, that one just looks really interesting, just on the concept alone. Yeah. I Con- I don't know. I would like to try it out now, but I will, I'll let other people do it for me, people who know what to look for. Yeah. In the live service game news, starting off, Final Fantasy XIV has huge crossover event news because the Final Fantasy XV event returns on February 28th. Uh, this is a set of, I believe, two quests that you have to, you can only do once you've completed uh, the main story of A Realm Reborn, which is the first expansion, and are at least level 50. Uh, then you can play these uh, uh, quests. And you'll be able to collect the Noctis Lucas Callum Triple Triad card, the Noctis Clam pieces, and you can purchase the Regalia, the car, for 200,000 MGP, which is Manderville Gold Saucer points, uh, which you can only get at the Gold Saucer. Uh, so get, get do the fashion reports, because that, if you don't have that much MGP on you, do the fashion reports right now. Get them done, uh, because... You'll only barely make it uh, if you just do the fashion reports. You'll barely get enough. So work on your MGP to get the regalia. It's a great mount. Uh, and in Destiny 2 news, Bungie is ending its partnership with Prime Gaming. The 49th and final exotic package that you can get through the partnership is available until March 7th before all that stuff goes away forever. Take advantage. Take advantage of it. I was in actually G- shocked to hear that. Like I, I thought that was a partnership that was going to... You know, at least go on a little bit longer, but I was yeah. wrong. Right. It could have gone for one more, you know? At like, least. Ending at 49? Man! Uh, it's just, it's just, it just hurts. Yeah, you could have done 50, and then be like, okay, that's that's good enough. The now, entire they, collective like OCD world is, is balling up their fists right now. And TCG News! Uh, for Pokemon, Temporal Forces releases March 22nd, and Twilight Masquerade was announced and releases May 24th. In Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel updates, the Legend Anthology Acceleration event has just ended. The Synchro Link Festival is on until the end of February, the 29th, and the Indomitable Pride Pack is out until March 8th before that gets swapped with something else. And in regular TCG sets, the Battle of Legend Chapter 1 box set is out now, the Legendary Dex 2 box set releases March 15th. The Speed Duel GX Midterm Destruction releases March 29th. The $399 Stainless Steel Egyptian God Cards release sometime between March 29th, April 26th. I think that's just for collectors. That $399, that's for collectors. Yeah, it's Stainless Steel Egyptian God Cards. $399 bucks if you want them. Oh, uh, Legacy of Destruction on the 26th of April and the 25th Anniversary Rarity Collection 2 on May 22nd. In Magic the Gathering, Universes Beyond Fallout releases March 8th, Outlaws of Thunder Junction on April 19th, and Universes Beyond Assassin's Creed release in July. Those are all the release dates that we know about. And in Lorcana, Into the Inklands releases, uh, releases on March 8th. And that is everything in the news uh, this week. Any final thoughts on any of that, Zinn? Uh, not really much to say. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the uh, Magic the Gathering cards, those are available for, available for pre-order now if you want to get on that right away. That's just the first thing that came to my mind when you mentioned it. Other than that, really, not much. Like, it, it, it is a packed... It was a packed week of news. 
It was. It, well, it's two weeks. You gotta remember, we're bi-weekly Ooh, now. That's, this true, is that's true. That's true. Two weeks of news. So we try to cover as much as we humanly can without dying. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it even calls for the no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know any necromancy spells, so I can't bring myself back to life. Uh, moving ahead, let's. It's time to go over what should be on your radar from February 26th to March 8th. From AAA titles, indie hits, hidden gems, and hot pieces of garbage, here are the games coming out that should be on your radar. And oh boy, do we got a lot. Starting off, Tuesday, uh, 27th, Dice Folk comes to PC. Sheeran the Wanderer, The Mystery of Serpent Coil Island comes to the Switch. Tarat Oakheart comes to the PC, and Wrath Aeon of Ruin comes to the PC as well. On the 28th, Brothers, The Tale of Two Sons Remake comes to the PlayStation 5, Series X, and PC. Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered yeah. and Pekka Minosa, A Deadly Hand release on everything, and Time Melters comes to the PC. On the 29th, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth makes its way to the PlayStation 5, and Welcome Ooh. to Paradise well, goes to the PS5, Series X, and PC. And the, first, those guys. and the 1st of March, Euphoria, the Saga 2, comes to the PlayStation 5, Series X, Switch, and PC. On the 4th of March, Biomorph and the Thaumaturge release on the PC. On the 5th, Quilts and Cats of Calico and Life by You release for PC. And the Outlast Trials, the 1.0 release, comes out on everything but the Switch. And Classified, France 44, comes to the PS5, PC, and Series X. On the 6th, Hex Gambit Respawned comes out on everything. On the 7th, As Dusk Falls comes to the PlayStation 4 and 5. The Pirate Queen, A Forgotten Legend, comes to the Quest 2 and 3 and PC. Taxi Life, A Cab Driving Simulator, comes to the PS5 Series X and PC. And Potions, A Curious Tale, and Blade, Prince Academy, both released on the PC. On the 8th, the final day, <sighs> Aka R comes to the PS5 and PlayStation VR 2. Unicorn Overlord comes to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, and Series X. WWE 2K24 comes out on everything but the Switch. Boar Blasters and Star Racer also release on the PC. That is, that's everything. I, f I feel so bad for Welcome to Paradise. <laughs> I feel so bad. Guys, I don't know who your publisher is, but they, they did not check their calendars. Oh, Final Fantasy Rebirth is right there. You come on. I mean, you gotta release what you gotta release, and I mean that is going to be a massive game. I'll be playing it. I can tell you that much. I'll, as to when I'll be playing it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I still have to finish Persona Three. Woo! I still haven't finished it either. Don't worry about it. And I just finished playing. So, for I've told this story a lot, but I'll tell it again because you know I like to tell it. Uh, 2024 is the the end of January and and to it all the way through February is the worst time for me because I played like a dragon infinite wealth right at launch oh. and I played it through it I finished it uh, I did all but like three trophies for the game which is getting cost to get a level 70 and finishing the two dungeons getting to like the bottom floors on the final levels which is like you have to be a high level to do anyway. So those are the only things I have to do. But I'm like, I'll come back to those later because I can, that way I have time to play Persona, which is what I'm currently working on. I only have a week left before that 7 comes out. 
and I'm in September. <laughs> I'm in September in the game. Oh, I'm you're ahead of me, so I'm, I'm on September third, and I started Persona Three late. Like I didn't play it day one. I maybe played it on day five when it was out. That's when I finished Like a Dragon. Jeez. And so when I'm done Persona Three, it's like ah, oh, as much as I'd love to play Penny's Big Breakaway, I can't. I gotta play Final Fantasy VII because that game is gonna take forever as well. I've played three RPGs back to back to back to start off 2024. And not like some rush RPG that could get done in, in a couple couple days. Now you're playing the big ones. Yeah, these are at least 70 plus hours. You say that, and I just realized I put in about 25 hours on Persona 3 myself already. I don't, I don't I'm, really I'm like, do that. I'm like, I'm like 40 hours in. Jeez. And that's because I, I like every time I go to Tartarus, I do everything. Like I clear every floor again. I have more than once I started from floor one at on Tartarus. <laughs> more than once I started from from floor one. Uh, but Dude, with it, that, it's a good game, though. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, with that though, it's now time for us to dive into what we're talking about this week in the game lounge. Conversations of past and future games, the state of the gaming industry, how big decisions affect gamers, and anything else that's important to us. Here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to kick it off, our first topic of the day are live service games. And I guess their recent, uh, well, the shit that's been happening in them. Uh, yeah. When, when I... When, when I brought it up with you before the show, and, and I, I use the word flopping, I, I think that, that was a bit of a the, the wrong word to use because they're not flopping really hard, but we are starting to see the cracks in like the business model. Yeah, we really are. And I mean, a lot of them of recently, though, like you think of games that have been put on live service like of recently, and they just haven't done as well. Of recently, Suicide Squad, Kill yep. the Justice yep. League. Yep. It's, I think it was like, I think the report said it's like it barely has a thousand concurrent players. Jeez. I, I a think, thousand. Uh, yeah, I think uh, WB actually came out with a statement like, oh, they're underperforming and all this. And if it's bad enough to make a statement about it, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really also bad. just not a great game. It's a very boring game with a shit story. That's a shame because I really, really liked Rocksteady games. I liked uh, Rocksteady. Yeah, it, it's a shame that Rocksteady did this because they would have, if they didn't do this game, they would have had a really good track record, or at least did this game but a little bit better. If it wasn't for the life service elements, I think it still would have been panned, but not as badly. People would just say like, "Oh, it's a little bit boring," but whatever. But with the life service elements, it just became a whole, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it. When we hear that now, I, I think it started. It started because of Redfall. Like that's oh. where it all started. Oh, Redfall! Is that where is that where this conversation is going now? <laughs> I, I think. Well, I think if you want to look back at like, well, why do these live service games not do great? You gotta look at Redfall. The game was rushed. It didn't do people. The game was rushed. Things were boring. Game was bad. Too many bugs. Yeah, you try to fix it, but it's like it's too late. And it yeah. gave the live service model a bad rep. Come Payday 3, which is, I think, the next big oh, game God, after that. Oh, God. I played and that one like, day one. And, they, and they're like, oh, hey, guys, the game is online only as well. And that's another thing of like, 
why is it always online? Now, granted, some games I think are fine to have that. Like, Nightingale is one of those always online games. But the reason for that is... Uh, and we learned that, like, yesterday after uh, yesterday when we were recording. Um, on stream, I was playing with the boys, and I was taken to my friend uh, Sir Wiggles' server, or world. And it's like, oh, yeah, that world is now saved. Like, that is now your world. Like, the second you build your spawn point... That's now the world that you'll just respawn into. So you can now oh. play with your friends anytime, regardless on if they're online or not. Oh, that is neat, actually. I and so I'm that. like, okay, that's a good reason to be always yeah. online. Payday 3, considering how Payday 1 and 2 were, does not need to always be online. <laughs> and just... I think they're, they finally announced it recently that they're like, oh yeah, we don't need... We're uh, making offline servers, finally. Took you long enough. So I can finally do a solo heist. Jesus. Yeah. It's like games that feel like they could be played single player. You, like it, it's a, a, <laughs> you don't need it. And it's just you don't you, you don't need it. And it's like, well, if I wanted to play this game solo, I don't want to have to be online. It, it's just so stupid. It's it's so stupid that like they're thinking like that. Yeah, and then Payday 3 in particular, where, like I said, I played it day one. I just wanted to do some solo heist just to learn how to how to do the mechanics and such. I couldn't play because the servers were down. I couldn't do a solo heist with bots because the servers were down. Yeah, that's another, ridic- yeah, another ridiculous thing of always being online with uh, these live service games is they the, ser- the server uh, limitations, which we've seen issues for. Uh, for many games, Pal World even experienced that the day their day one. Uh, now, granted, they were in early access, I'll, so they're like they and they probably weren't expecting how many concurrent players they would have breaking records at that yeah. time. Which, I mean, I Helldivers mean, too. Oh yeah, Helldivers is currently experiencing that right now. And the <laughs> the there's like, hey guys, as much as I'd love for you to play this game and get this game right now. And he's Please. Like, just like <laughs> I would highly recommend not getting in the game right now because we are working shit out. And I, I'm glad I respect to the honesty of them. Yeah. Uh, because that's what we want to see. And like I think Helldivers is like I think the outlier in this because Helldivers Helldivers is doing really fucking good. Yeah. So, I mean there's some there's some games that have a live service element to them that it works out really well. Deep Rock Galactic. They have a live server. They have battle passes and uh, events and such, and it works out really well. But what do you do differently? One you make game a good works. Game. You make a good game. <laughs> yeah, one Rocket you make Stone. it fun. You make it fun, which is I feel like I feel like that becomes the question: When did video games stop being fun, though? And that's, the qu- that's the answer question. the answer is uh, they haven't. It's just video, it's just devs. People have their tastes and. A lot of de- a lot of people aren't appealing to the broad uh, gamer. They're going very niche, which, granted, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but like, it, it's it's weird nowadays. I feel, especially with twenty twenty four, we're still early in the year and we don't know what trends are going to be hits. Grant and I feel like when people looked at Pal World and they're like, "Oh, that was a hit." We need to make it like that now, or like follow that model to make it work. When it's not, though, 
I feel like that's yeah. not well, what That's why you got to appreciate games like Helldivers that they shake the whole thing up. Because now everybody's going to be in a rush panic. Oh, we got to be like Helldivers. No, we need to do Power World. No, no, no. Why don't we just do our own thing and see what happens? Yeah, exactly. That's why people like looking at these games that are also massively multiplayer and whatnot, and yet they're barely selling. And they're like, why are we selling? And then you look at the past three massive RPGs of fucking, which all sold over a million copies laughing at them. Which is I mean, very again, funny. Baldur's Gate 3. And also that. Baldur's Gate 3 shook, shook, shook up the entire industry. Single player. Well, it has co-op elements, but, but mostly single player, single RPG, player, yeah. top down, Dungeons and Dragons. This is a formula that should not have worked on the broad sense, but everybody loves it. Everybody, everybody loves adores it. it. It was in early access for a really, really long time. To help, <laughs> so long. To help work out as many kinks as they possibly could to the full release. And it fucking worked. Simple as that. Simple as that. It was a great, great thing. Uh, what do you, which games do you think shouldn't have this live service? Like shouldn't? Elements. Yeah. Well, again, any, anything that's advertised as a single player game. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, this is, it's not live service so much as the loot box element, but if you remember uh, Shadow of War back in the day, I say back in the day, like it was so long ago. No, Lord the, of the, like Lord of the Rings, Shadow of War. Yeah, yeah, they had the loot box element for that a single a loot player box? game. That had a loot box. What the fuck? Yeah, you didn't know this? It no, had a loot I, box never, I never played the Shadow the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games. I never played. Oh, them. they're good too. Good games, but that's beside the point. No, they the second one had a loot box element. That's like with real money or in game money. Uh, well, you know how it is. In game money is real money. What the fuck? Yeah, it was it was a sh- for lack of a better way to say it, it was a shit show. Did they undo it or is it still like that? I think they eventually just like not supported it anymore. Like it's still there, but it's not really there, you know what I mean? That's disgusting. Yeah, it was it was it was not a good look for I mean it's EA on top of everything, so you know how that goes. <sighs> they they give you one really good and then just make it uh Yeah. So for sure, anything that has single, and even like co-op elements. And if like, here's a here's a problem I have though, I don't mind like battle passes and all that on two conditions. One, make it earnable in like in-game currency. Like uh, that's how Modern Warfare does it, and everybody's cool with it. Nobody hates that battle pass system. Yeah. And two, make the rewards worth it. Oh my god! In a game like Suicide Squad, oh, we got you this new gun that does 0.3 percent more poison damage. Why do I care? Yeah. Why do I care? I'm not going to grind that out. Like when it comes to like looter shooters anyway, nowadays, I feel like if you don't take it directly from like the Borderlands or the Destiny model, it's not going to yeah. be great. It's not going to be good. It's not going to do good. And this because is another one. They, set, they, really they set a precedent. Like some genres have set a precedent for what makes this genre good. Yeah. And if you don't make it almost to the T like that, just with whatever reskin you're using for it, it's not going to go well. Exactly. And that's why, like, that you brought up Destiny. That's a really good one because they have events and such. And they're really good. They're really fun. I mean, they're coming out with that Mass Effect one. That might actually bring me back. I haven't played Destiny 2 in years. Oh, yeah. Years, I forgot but I that it's a Mass Effect crossover. I, I yeah, saw that and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I'm a huge Mass Effect guy. Like, anybody who's watched my stream, I had that N7 banner in my background the whole time. 
I love Mass Effect. And that's something that could bring me back because it's a good idea, good concept, a good crossover. How often do you see something like that in any other live service games? Not many. No, not many at all. I mean, Overwatch, that's a, the, the problem with Overwatch is a whole different conversation, but when they do a crossover, they do a good one. They're going to do Cowboy Bebop. That's awesome. Yeah, that's probably because the original creators of the other probably are like, if you fuck this up, we're going to mess <laughs> you up. Do it so, right or not. Yeah, do it right or we'll Cowboy Bebop your ass. Fucking tank plays. It's just you see the Overwatch. You see Blizzard collapse on itself. <laughs> and Sp- Spike Spiegel just walks out smoking the cigarette. Uh, see you later, Space Cowboy. Exactly. That, 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 that's what will happen if Blizzard fucks that up. Which I, I, I don't think good. they will. I think nah, they're, they're, it should be okay. I mean, Blizzard has their problems. So that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But for this one little instance, Cowboy Bebop crossover, I'm going to trust them. Yeah. yeah <laughs> for no this doubt. one for this little one instance. tiny thing. I'll but trust yeah. you. Yeah, we'll trust you. We'll trust you. <laughs> but, but yeah, well. I it's... If your game is advertised as mostly single player with, oh yeah, there's multiplayer elements, but because of said multiplayer elements, we have to make it online or a live service, all that shit. It's just like, well, yeah. Then do it's what just... do what Halo did then and give us the campaign separately then, because oh, clearly, but or, or... another one that that's a whole conversation because they they also have the live service. But they finally said they finally but gave they, up. Like for lack of a better way to say it, they gave up on that system, and now they have they a new one. Because they couldn't so do it better. properly, Halo could. I don't know how Halo couldn't figure it out. They just <laughs> couldn't figure it out. It is like how? How are you this bad at figuring? <laughs> like it. Uh, uh, that one pissed me off a lot. Yeah, they finally gave up on that though, and they're, they're just doing a whole different system. That it's still a battle pass system, but it's. Better, yeah, better, sure. It it killed it killed it killed Halo Infinite. It did. I hate to say it, but it did. I, I actually gone back and played it. It's still a lot of fun, mechanically sound, good fun game. But it's just I can you understand might, why people didn't want to play anymore with that. You might as there. well. You might as well make Halo Infinite a free update for Master Chief Collection. <laughs> And just don't. fucking. Why just, don't they? Why would you say that? <laughs> honestly, they just should. They should add Halo Five to it first, though, so that way you know PC players can play Halo Five. I I don't want to subject them to that. I mean, at least give I us. I don't the hate camp- PC players. I love PC players. I don't at want least, to, at to, least to give suffer us like the, that. Just give, just give us the campaign, so that way we could do at least another legendary campaign with four people. <laughs> Just Why do you do hate that. PC players so much to, to make it play Halo 5? I just want to play Halo 5. It's not too hard to ask. I never played it. I just want to play it so I can say, yeah, that was dog shit. Thanks. <laughs> I want to be able to say it was bad. I just want to say I played it I didn't, and be done with it. That's all I want. Is that too much to ask for, Xbox? Jeez, Microsoft. Also, Xbox, while you're at it, put the original three Fable games, like remaster them and put them on PC or whatever. Uh, that like, would be just, cool. Yeah, even though you probably won't be able to because Lionsgate doesn't exist anymore. Oh, Christ. Just, right. like, just maybe like, just like take it into your own hands and do them if you can. Like, I think they still own the properties for, Halo, for Fable. Oh, Microsoft. Also, while you're doing this whole Hi-Fi Rush grounded deal, um, while you have Sony's ear, Bloodborne on PC, man. Bloodborne on PC. I mean that's a Sony thing. 
that's a Sony thing. It's like, I don't know if Sony ever will. They won't. They won't. I, I just, come on, Microsoft. You have their ear right now. Get a trade going. From software. We give you time for a rush ground to see if they just give us Bloodborne. I don't know. Sony's a bit more. Sony's, Sony response said, oh, they're doing that? That's cool. We're not. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> they just locked the door. They just locked the door. And I feel like if they even tried with Nintendo, they was, Nintendo would have said, go talk to our indie partners. Yeah, and what are you, what that's you all you, what are you talking to us for? <laughs> we've, all, we've had this conversation how many times, Mr. Phil Spencer? No. Come on, Phil. You, we know this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, anything else you really want to add about the live service games and their, their um, future? Where do, you, where do you see this going? Where do you see like the future of live service games? Do you think that we'll, we'll actually start to slowly see a decline of them? We might, because this is exactly what happened with the loot box system. What I'm scared of is that something worse is going to come along. Because that's how it was. First, it was a loot box system. Everybody hated it. It was a dumb concept. And then came the battle pass system, the microtransactions. Everybody, I have actually seen people reminiscing about the loot box system. That's where we're at right now with this. So that's my fear. That something else is going to come along and make it even worse. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I do think, like with everything, it's going to end. It always does. Any any system ends. But I just don't know what comes next. That's the hard part. What comes that's the part next I can't predict. is uh, weird online party sizes that's like super inconvenient for everyone like oh yeah you can only play online with five people not it's a four weird, arbitrary number like only three like wait what yeah even the three people ones are like really weird even though it's like worked in the past for like some games it's still a weird one when you see it's like only up to three it's like that's weird that is weird I can't remember oh. what games have done that I, there, are, there are some that I can name but it's still like it's weird it's to say the least. I don't know why. It's just an arbitrary number, but I, I'm, I'm not in the dev room. I don't know what they're doing. I'm just worried. I, like I just realized, you know what the next thing is? We're going to circle around. We're going to go back to the arcades. Do you want to play a game? Put in a quarter. <laughs> Put a quarter in your PC to play this game. Can I get my quarter? Hard. Okay. I mean, I could get my quarter back. No, it gets evaporated. It gets zapped to our headquarters. <laughs> we figured out teleportation. This is what we're using it for. Yeah, it travels through uh, the Wi-Fi network back to us <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Bitcoin mining has become way out of hand yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what the, the Bitcoin miners were up to. Huh. Those sons of bitches. Uh, yeah, but that, those are my thoughts on, on, on uh, live service games. I do think it's going to end. I just don't know when. I don't know how. And I don't know what comes next. Hopefully it's something good. Hopefully it's something fun. But we're not going to know until we get there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, with that, it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day. This is a public service announcement for all users in the virtual realm. Are you tired of your friend's terrible taste in memes? Do their jokes make you question your life choices? Well, fear not, because help is on the way. Introducing the Meme Rehab Hotline. Dial 1-800-NOT-FUNNY, and our team of certified meme therapists will guide your friend through the path of humor recovery. 
We specialize in treating dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, and even outdated references syndrome. Our therapists have a success rate of 99.9%, and in just one session, your friend can be on the road to meme redemption. Act now and save your Discord server from meme disasters. The Meme Rehab Hotline is standing by, ready to rescue your friend's sense of humor. Remember, a meme saved is a laugh earned. And our second topic, I'm going to let Zin uh, start this off. It's uh, cultures being represented in video games. Right. No, uh, I, I brought this up the other day because of a um, the uh, Dead by Daylight, their new uh, chapter. I'm not sure what the, what the yeah, word they is. Call, they call them chapters, yeah. Yeah, the new one came out. And it was uh, uh, ultimately called The Unknowns. It's like weird, skittery creature. But uh, what I want to do is rewind a little bit because when the first when it was first teased, a lot of people thought it was going to be a Until Dawn crossover, and a lot of uh, Native Americans in particular they had a concern because the monster in that one. And I apologize because I know it's apparently a big no-no. That's why I brought this up. But uh, just for the sake of our non-Native uh, audience who doesn't know Wendigo, it's a big no-no. Even saying the name is a big no-no. So a lot of Native Americans were concerned, like, oh, are they just going to ignore the, the taboos and such uh, with this one as well as they did in Until Dawn? Developers came out. We hear you. Don't worry about it. It has nothing to do with this. We're just going to we're just gonna do our own thing. And everybody was cool with it. And the reason I was happy or, like, I found it neat that the developers were willing to listen to actual representatives of the culture that would have been uh, the basis of whatever they were doing. Mick Gordon, the uh, composer. When he did the soundtrack for Killer Instinct 2013, the newer one, he actually approached uh, the native tribe. I forgot the name of the tribe themselves, but they were in Dakota. Um, he approached them to help him make a song for one of the characters, Thunder. And if you listen to the song, he uses traditional instruments. He has uh, some of the tribesmen doing chants in the background, all kinds of stuff. I just find it really neat when you do accurate portrayals of a culture you're, doing to, you're trying to represent. And I'm, I'm not I'm not just limited to uh, Native American. That's just, just what comes to my anything, mind. Like anything that you see, like that uses like like even just foreign or like other things. Like it's always really super cool to see. Like I know that with um, I think the most recent example I can think of is Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, 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 yes. Like they, I think they said I can't remember. I remember Sucker Punch said that they sent out a team to Japan there to just like like, survey the lands to get, like, that. And I believe they talked to, like... I can't remember who they... What exactly they talked to, but, it like, to just figure out, like, history... I, the history of the samurai yeah. and all of that stuff to get it as, like, accurate to get, to as get it as could. culturally relevant as possible. Exactly. And it's always really cool to see that because it sets, like... Oh, yeah, that should be a standard for, like, what we do when it's, like, you want to do something like that. Right. And it's, not, it's also like a, a regional thing. When you think about um, Fallout games, uh, Fallout 4 was in Boston. That That is a very Bostonian game. There's a lot of references you don't get unless you're from the area. I had to learn about from, you know, uh, videos on YouTube like, oh, did you know this and this and this? Like uh, the Fenway Park thing that that one, I think it was a green seat or a red seat. I don't remember. But that had significance, like actual cultural significance to the people of Boston. That's that's actually really neat. I, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool to see that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, when they put in the effort, that's all it is, just a little bit of effort. You get so much done and people get so happy. 
It's just something I wish you would see devs do a little bit more. Because, I mean, there's games like... I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head that just... Nah, man. Again, Until Dawn, that they did the whole bad spirit thing. I'm trying not to say the word because I, I, I know that's taboo. I, I had no clue that that was like a whole thing at all. Yeah. Now, grant, now granted, I being Canadian, I, I don't think I don't think it's I. Uh, it might be ignorance because uh, I, I just don't know if it's like a bit of. I don't think it's ever been really been a thing for the Canadian First Nation tribes. But then again, I really don't know because that was never really in our textbooks of like, right. oh yeah. <laughs> Don't say the big bad monster name. Yeah, I didn't know that until very, very recently. It's it's it's, it's ignorance on all ends. But again, that's why I appreciated uh, the devs saying appreciate uh, reaching out, saying, "Hey, we hear you. Don't worry about it. It has nothing to do with that. But if we ever do approach that in the future, we know now. It's not a hard concept. It's it's just like don't be a douchebag. That's that's the that's the short yeah, version. Don't, don't be a dick about it. And like. You know, like if you make that mistake, apologize, fix it, move on. Yeah, it's not a hard concept. Uh, so that so that, here's a question: Do you think for the Until Dawn remake that's coming out, do you think that they've changed that, or do you think it'll still be just a, is? Do we know? Is it just an HD upscaling that Until Dawn is getting for its remake? I think it's just HD upscaling, so I don't think they're going to change anything. Okay, I think they're going to leave it exactly as is. But. Who knows? I mean, maybe like if, if enough people speak up or they say something, maybe the developers will say like, "Okay, I mean, we'll, just well change it up. I feel like if anything would change, it would be for the Until Dawn movie that we know is in development. So maybe they'll make a change for that. We'll see. Because like, uh, I'm not very well. Ver- I I do I do study history in college. For those who don't know, I I do have a history minor, but native history is not something I've ever touched. So this is all new to me as well. I'm learning so much just from listening, listening to, to people talk. It's the players' voices that the devs listen to. So it's like, oh, hey, like, like if, if there's something that's like, if you if you know that if if you see something that's like culturally inaccurate, like it never hurts to just you know send the devs like an email or a DM, be like, oh, hey, I'm blank and blank. Uh, if you. If, you, the 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 thing here is kind of slightly inac- is inaccurate. Here's how you could easily fix it, and like just having your voice heard or like just setting it out, like it one single voice could make all the difference. It Sometimes really could. It will. It, and like in the best case scenario, the devs listen. <laughs> the yeah, worst I, case scenario, the devs don't listen because they're yeah, yay douchebags. As we said, just don't be a douchebag. That's, that's yeah, the just, short version. Yeah, just be a respectful human being. At the end of the day, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Ghost of Tsushima because that that is also a really really good uh, example of respectful to the source material. I, I don't know how to say it, but to 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 be respectful to the culture. That, that's a really good example. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that one up. I think RGG also recently did it with Hawaii with uh, Infinite Wealth release. I want yeah. I still haven't uh, played it myself, so I don't it's know like, how well. It, it, I, they, I mean, I, I, mean, I watched a, a, I watched a, I watched a video of like the no, local Hawaiian reacts to like a dragon infinite wealth, and it's <laughs> just them walking around Hawaii, and it's like, uh, like it's like I had no clue. It's like ABC stores are basically there, Seven Eleven in Hawaii, and I'm like, oh wow, really? That's wild. Oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like that's crazy, um, but yeah, just. Uh, there's moments like, uh, have you ever played Ghostwire Tokyo? I'm soon. It's on my list. 
Okay, well, it's not really spoilers, so I'm just going to go ahead and say what's my piece on that. It's a Japanese game that takes place in Japan, but there's so many elements in there that you can tell it was made for a non-Japanese audience. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of things, like, you pick up this item, it's like, oh, uh, this is not a thing, but like, oh, chopsticks. You pick up chopsticks, and chopsticks. there's like a, a little, little description. Oh, used by the people in Japan to eat food. Like, no shit. Man, no if I'm from shit. Japan, <laughs> if I'm from Japan, yeah, I would know that. Yeah, chopsticks. These specific chopsticks are, like, you could have gotten, oh yeah, they're the wooden chopsticks, you gotta tear apart, they're the... the 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 other the what what's the material not pl- I mean is it plastic is it hard I don't know what the material is it might be plastic maybe it is I don't know I I don't know materials I, I'm not a material I'm not a material girl as they say <laughs> <laughs> snap 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 yeah um is there anything else you really want to add on the topic I really don't know where else to go from. <laughs> No, I get it's, no, no, no. Like I said, the the only thing that I would ask developers is to just listen. If you hear somebody say something, at least take it into consideration. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna you do know, your research. Do, do your, your research. research. I, I think that's the biggest uh, thing at the end of the day. Do your research and you know get it get it accurate as um, much as you can. I mean, don't be those guys that made that one game. Oh, I forgot what it was called. It was like a Swedish studio that they made a game about the Spanish conquest of Mexico. And I'm, I'm of Mexican descent, so this one hits a little bit close to me. What? That's I, yeah. This is the first I've heard. What? I, I can't remember what it was called. I cannot remember what it was called. If I ever remember, I'll let you know. But it was supposed to be um, a native trying to survive the the, the conquista, the, the Spanish conquista of, of Mexico. And they were European studios, so they were getting European voices about it. So they added an option where you play as a Spaniard subjugating the people. That's just like, you really don't know who your audience for this game was supposed to be, do you? No Mexican's ever going to touch this game now. Wow. That was not, that was just like nowhere near culturally sensitive, I guess would be the word. I'm, I'm just going to say this, not to like bombard the Swedes, but like, the, I don't know if you remember the remake that they made for KO the Kangaroo. Oh. I've never, I, I, I'll never get over the fact that Swedes tried to do an Australian accent. It did not work. It really didn't work, and it made that game awful. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. It was, it just, what you could have just, like, hired some Australians to do the voices, and I feel like it would have been fine. It still was an awful game because of gameplay. But, like, the voice acting was not good at all. It just wasn't good. And it's not, it's not like it's, like, cult. I wouldn't say it's, like, that. that's, like, bad, big of, like, a cultural thing on that one. But, like, when you bring up the Swedes, it's just, like, I'm reminded by that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they did that, too. Okay, here it is. Ecumene, Ecumene Aztec. That's, that's the name of the game. Huh. Yeah, I've, I can say I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's that's the one. They got backlash because they want somebody defending the European conquest of the native peoples. Like, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> hey, if history's <laughs> told us anything, you don't do that. Don't defend who were clearly the bad guys. Yeah, sure, history happened. That shit happened. You don't make the game defending that. Let's, let's just take a moment to say, like, hmm, maybe killing all those people was a bad thing. 
Yeah, but that's, that's my piece on the subject. Like, developers, please listen. People who feel like they're affected by this, please speak up. Like, you never you never know if developers are willing to listen unless you say something. So Exactly. That's, that's my piece on that. All right, and with that, it's time for, we'll wrap things up and head on into the bonus level. Crazy lists, great deals, and recapping gaming history, it's all here in the bonus level. And to start things off, we of course have this week in gaming history from February 26th to March 8th. Here's what happened in the past. Uh, major event-wise, on the 2nd of March 2006, Xbox launched the Xbox 360 in Hong Kong, Singapore, and Taiwan. And in 2005 on the 2nd, in Arkansas, Senator Sean Womack introduced a bill that would require shops that rent or sell M-rated games to display them at the height of at least five feet from the floor. And in video game birthdays, we got some games uh, turning ages as to what ages uh, do the math yourself. <laughs> in 1996, Pokemon Red and Green released on the 27th. Oh, God, I remember. I was there. <laughs> Pokemon Day. That's, that's what the direct is. I, I got red and blue Christmas that very year. Well, this is red and green. This was the original Japanese. Oh, right. Versions. No, red and blue was like the next year. Yeah. Uh, 1998, Tekken 3. That came out on the 28th. Yeah. 2005, Devil May Cry 3 came out on the 1st. 2009, Halo Wars came out on March 3rd. 2017, Breath of the Wild came out March 3rd. And 2001, March 5th, Conquers Bad Fur Day. I'm just realizing how old I am because I remember every single one of these. <laughs> I remember clearly watching commercials for like Conquer's Bad Fur Day uh, when Red and Blue came out. Taking th- I remember the trailers like on TV. Oh my God, I'm old. That's crazy. Uh, moving on to the top five. Top five personas in Persona 3 Reload. Ooh. Ooh. So far. Okay. What would you say so your far. top five are? So far. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I don't remember the name, but there's the one that you eventually work up to, and they give you like right there at the very beginning, the first fight. Uh, Orpheus. Orpheus, yes, but he turns into something else. Oh, Thanatos. Thanatos, thank you. Thanatos, number one. <laughs> I freaking love Thanatos. Um, I, I don't remember names, so you're gonna have to forgive me on some of these. Uh, Kyrios, I love hers. Oh, oh, Penthesilea. Yes. Um. Uh, Hermes. Hermes is really cool. I do, just on design alone, I like Matador a lot. And I really do like, um, ah, I forget the name of it. The, the one's like a weird vampire elf, Sin Lead or something like that. I can't remember oh, names. Oh, yeah. I I, uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. And then Ouroboros, Ouroboros is really cool too because I like uh, all the snake heads and stuff. That's that's just cool looking to me. Yeah, Ouroboros is a, is a, is a good one. I like Mithras a lot. Yeah, Mithras is cool. And I think Mithras has like a uh, a, a thirgy when you get another one. I can't. I think it's. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Siegfried. Maybe it might be higher than Siegfried though. That it has a sure. thir- that it has a thirgy with. Looking forward to unlocking it. I just unlocked um, the King and I, which you get with King Frost and Black Frost. I oh, haven't. Okay. I haven't used I, King it Frost. Yet. I haven't gotten Black Frost yet. Yeah, Black Frost, uh, thir- what, what is that, 37? 47? Yeah, 37, I think, is what you need to be to get Jeez. Black Frost. Although I will appreciate the, how Theurgies work now, because in the original game, you had to have them in your party to use it. Yeah. And now yeah. it's just, did you lock them? All right, cool, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that, it's, it's very nice. Um, 
Moving on from top five, head-to-head, -head, two games enter, one game leaves. Uh, it's Persona 3 Reload versus Persona 5 Royal. I have played Persona 5, and already... Uh, I mean, just the main guys right here. Jokers uh, with uh, Lupin, um, Zorro, uh, the pirate one, I forgot his name. Captain Kid. <laughs> Captain Kid. They're just all so good. Now, I say this, I'll give you to Persona 5 already, like, as a winner, but I do want to acknowledge that this is a later game in the series. They do have time to, like, work on their designs, get everything together, come all together. It, like, they do have that luxury. I do acknowledge that advantage, but I do think Persona 5 had the better designs. Uh, Tony's game poll, moving on to our next segment. Uh, it's a poll that we have every season now going forward, uh, where we ask one single question, and at the end of the season, we figure out what the top answer is of the season. Our question this season is, if Kingdom Hearts 4 was to add a Disney Pixar world, what world would you add? Oh, I already know which one I would add, but I don't know how they would do it. And what game would that be? Or what world would that be? Sorry. Oh, Wally. Wally. Oh, yeah. all right. That's a oh, good cool. like, that, that would that is that would be. I feel like they would put them on the on the ship, and like it would take place like right when Wally gets on the ship in the movie wise. Well, I would think. I I mean, we've already reached out. They could do two quote unquote levels for it. I I was picturing like Earth level with all ship the level. junk and stuff, and then the Heartless with like robots or something themselves, like junk robots. That's oh. what I was picturing. That would be cool too. That would be cool too. Uh, I just think that'd be neat. Yeah, no, that definitely would. Our deals of the week this week uh, for the Epic Free Games Super Meat Boy Forever is free until February 29th. Get that so, game, guys. That is yeah, such a, a fucking platformer. Get that you, game. If you want a platformer that will make you rage, go get it. <laughs> and also, there's a 2K publisher sale going on on Steam. We don't know. I don't know how long it's going to. It may be over by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Steam sales. Hey, Steam, I'm going to tell you this. Put some fucking dates on how long your sales are going till. Right. Please. I, they do it for the for the winter sale and summer sale. For like, some, yeah, for some they do. And then there's others that they don't. Do it for all sales. Make it fucking mandatory. It's a, a pain enough to be like, oh, well, there's a sale going on here. Oh, it ends this weekend. Oh, there's a sale going on here. I don't know how long this is going on, so I don't know if I can even mention it. Give me dates <laughs> so that way I can tell people how they can save money on their games. Yeah, we're cheap and poor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the achievement of the week is in Nightingale. The doctor is out, which is to complete the quest gift for a gardener. And the game of the week, I mean, take a guess. It's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I, was there even competition for that? I mean, Unicorn Overlord, if people, people are excited for Unicorn Overlord. There's some people excited for that. Yeah, there's people excited. But I mean, I'm sorry, but Final Fantasy VII, that is, that is a zeitgeist. Yeah, that is that is the game for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know how many people have said my favorite game ever, Final Fantasy VII, because I was like six when I had my PlayStation and they gave me that copy and yada yada yada. <laughs> I, I'm just I like six more. I like Final Fantasy six more. I, I am a hater. I will acknowledge this because my my girl Tara doesn't get enough love. Fair enough. Uh, and lastly, our guest game recommendation. If there's one video game older news in that you would recommend to the audience, what game would that be? Um, now that the remake is going to, well, it's been, they've been working on it. Uh, please go play Silent Hill 2, the original one, if you can. I know it's hard. Not all of you have a PS2 and the PC version is kind of crap, but if you can figure out a way, I would definitely recommend playing Silent Hill 2 before the remake comes out because that is just 
to me at least, the epitome of psychological horror games, and I'm scared that a lot of people are going to get their impressions from the remake. That, that's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Uh, well, with that, Zin, that wraps up another episode here in the Game Woo. Lounge. Woo! Thank you, as always, for coming on today. Where can Thank we you find for having you? me. Where can we find you on the internet? On the internet. Uh, uh, that's in Spanish. X in Spanish on Twitter. Uh, I have an Instagram page, even if I don't use it. Uh, of course, Twitch is my main thing, but uh, anywhere else, just look for X in Spanish. It's in Spanish, and you'll find me. Alrighty, and of course you can find me at Tony's Game Lounge everywhere. Uh, Tony's Game Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, we put out a brand new YouTube video last week. Uh, you can go check out, and of course go check out all the other previous episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this too. Uh, Zin, thank you, thank you again for coming on out today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always it's always fun to be here, and I always appreciate having you around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, no worries. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another episode right back here in the Game Lounge. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every two weeks. Make sure to follow, like, and share the podcast on your streaming service and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and X.